Welcome to this week's sermon companion video. We're about to look through the end of 1 Samuel chapter 5, all through chapter 6, and all through chapter 7, as we prepare to be in 1 Samuel chapter 8 this coming week, uh, in this coming week's sermon. So, in preparation for that, we see what happens as the Philistines have captured the Ark of the Covenant, and they have been keeping it. They set it up beside Dagon, and they had it beside them. Uh, they, they realized it didn't go so well. Um, and so... It says the, the hand of the Lord was heavy against them. Uh, there, there's tumors. There's a lot of affliction among the people. Uh, God is against the Philistines as they have it. So they move it to Gath and it doesn't go well there either. So they decide, okay, we need to return the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, so they're going to return the Ark of the Covenant to uh, the people of God, to Israel. And so they, they don't send it away uh, empty-handed, but they send it back with an offering um, with really it's gold tumors, which is just kind of a sign of what had happened in, in gold mice, um, part of the affliction that they had there. And so it, it, one interesting thing, it says, why should you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? Uh, and so what they see here is they know what has happened in Egypt. We've already talked about this. They are aware of who God is um, and what he has done, how he has delivered the Israelites, and they almost get it. They almost get it. So why should you harden your hearts like they did? Instead, you should uh, just give back the Ark of the Covenant, make a goodwill offering. So they do that. But really, they almost get it. They understand um, if God were to stand against them that they can't stand, but they don't turn to him. They don't turn to the Lord. They, they just simply distance themselves from him. And we talked about that a little bit last week, but that's something that they, they miss here. They, they just give it back. And so an interesting way that they did this was that they set up two milk cows and they say, hey, put the Ark of the Covenant on a cart and send it off. And if it goes back to the Israelites, then you know that it is their God that has done this. And if not, it was just a coincidence. And so they, the cows, it says, go straight uh, back to Israel, straight to Beth Shemesh along a highway, not going to the right or to the left and, and lowing as they went. And so it goes back. And as they come, the, the people, the five lords of the Philistines, follow it all the way up to the border and watch it. And uh, the people receive it gladly, and and they start to to sacrifice to the Lord. And there's and the Lord, they, they were they knew they weren't supposed to look upon the Ark of the Covenant. It was uh, a very um, special thing that only was supposed to be dealt with by the high priests. And and so there were some men that were were slain because they looked upon it. And it says, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God, and to whom shall he go up away from us? And so what we see here is that the God, that God doesn't need anyone. Uh, God did not need the people to rescue the Ark of the Covenant. Not that the Ark of the, he's, he was limited to the Ark of the Covenant at all. Not that that was true, but he didn't even need them to recapture the Ark of the Covenant, as it were. He uh, returned in and of himself. And so... We see that they set up the Ark of the Covenant. There's a priest who, who's the caretaker who, who does what he's supposed to do. And so at this time, they begin to lament after the Lord. So they realize that they, they need God. They need the Lord in their life. Okay, so Samuel judges them, says, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. So, the people put away the bales and the Ashtaroth, and they served the Lord only. So they all gather at Mizpah, and they pray, and he prays to the Lord for them. And here is where we see that is repentance on behalf of Israel to seek after God rather than to do what they want to do. Remember the battle where they lost the Ark of God, right? 
was when they brought it out of their own accord. Now, under Samuel's leadership, as he's following God, they are seeking after the Lord themselves. They are seeking after him uh, as, as a people. They are repenting. They're saying, we have sinned against the Lord. They're acknowledging their sin. Remember, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, uh, right? That's just what we see that, that God wants his people to do is to acknowledge their, their sin, to humble themselves and to seek after him. We see them doing that. And Samuel is, is leading in this way. So the Philistines, what do they do? It, it, it's, it's crazy to think how dense people can be, but we have to acknowledge that we're the very same way often. Where we see God do things, we see how God uh, works in our lives and how things go, um, but still we don't learn. We don't learn to follow him as we should. We don't learn how to uh, just to, to surrender our lives to him. And we see this especially among lost people that, that don't surrender to him, although they see uh, the way that God works. So what do the Philistines do? They decide to attack the people of Israel while they are gathered praying to the Lord. Well, it seems like a strategic move, right? While they're all gathered, focused on something else, they're going to attack the people of the Lord. So what happens? They lose when they lost last time when they brought the ark of God to the battle. What do they lose here? No, the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines, threw them into confusion, and they were defeated before Israel. What was the difference? God was fighting on their behalf. God was on their side. God was involved in what was going on because they were worshiping him. They were seeking after him and not their own desires. And that's an important thing that we see here is that God uh, is fighting on their behalf. And that's when they win. They tend to lose when he's not doing that. Um, and so they, they pursue the Philistines after this happens. Um, and so the, this is when Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer. Right? We know this in the song here, I raise my Ebenezer. Um, the, the word Ebenezer literally means stone of help. And he says he raises this and calls the place Ebenezer because till now the Lord has helped us. So when we think about that, here I raise my Ebenezer, right? It's this idea of remembering what the Lord has done, remembering the help of the Lord in our lives. And, and so that's what they do. They remember what the Lord has done. And so here's what we see here. A lot of the times through, through Israel's history, that the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And so there was a period of time where Israel prospered. They did not have trouble with the Philistines. They, they were seeking after the Lord. They were uh, being judged by Samuel. It says that Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from town to town and judged and, and did things on God's behalf there and built an altar to the Lord where he lived. And so he has been judging Israel. And that is where chapter 7 concludes. And I want to encourage you again to go read 5, 6, and 7. Uh, the beginning of 5 was last week's sermon, but finish 5 out, 6 and 7 for yourself. Uh, take that in because we're going to pick up in chapter 8 where we see how all throughout Israel's history, and as we probably should acknowledge in, in our life or the life of the church from, from Jesus to now, how there have been these issues where we see God's movement or the church or, or people, individuals, Israel, as we will see, see God's movement, but then after a time, they forget. After a time, they turn away from the Lord. They get comfortable. And so we're going to see, as we, as we go into our sermon, chapter 8, where the, uh, the label for the beginning of chapter 8, Israel demands a king. So we're going to see what happens.
Hope to see you all this Sunday, Sunday School 9.30, uh, followed by worship at 10.45. I hope to see you there as we get into 1 Samuel chapter 8.